Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible 1 Kings 5 The great work which Solomon was raised up to do was the building of the temple, his wealth and wisdom were given him to qualify him for that. In this, especially, he was to be a type of Christ, for he shall build the temple of the Lord, Zechariah 6 verse 12. In this chapter we have an account of the preparations he made for that and his other buildings. Gold and silver his good father had prepared in abundance, but timber and stones he must get ready, and about these we have him treating with Hiram king of Tyre. 1. Hiram congratulated him on his accession to the throne, verse 1. 2. Solomon signified to him his design to build the temple and desired him to furnish him with workmen, verses 2-6. to 3. Hiram agreed to do it, verses 7-9. to 4. Solomon's work was accordingly well done and Hiram's workmen were well paid, verses 10-18. Solomon's agreement with Hiram, 1014 BC. 1. And Hiram king of Tyre sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father, for Hiram was ever a lover of David. 2. And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, 3. Thou knowest how that David my father could not build an house unto the name of the Lord his God for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. For but now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. 5. And, behold, I purpose to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build a house unto my name. 6. Now therefore command thou that they hew me cedar trees out of Lebanon, and my servants shall be with thy servants, and unto thee will I give hire for thy servants according to all that thou shalt appoint, for thou knowest that there is not among us any that can skill to hew timber like unto the Sidonians. 7. And it came to pass, when Hiram heard the words of Solomon, that he rejoiced greatly, and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, which hath given unto David a wise son over this great people. 8. And Hiram sent, sent to Solomon, saying, I have considered the things which thou sentest to me for, and I will do all thy desire concerning timber of cedar, and concerning timber of fir. 9. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon unto the sea, and I will convey them by sea in floats unto the place that thou shalt appoint me, and will cause them to be discharged there, and thou shalt receive them, and thou shalt accomplish my desire, in giving food for my household. We have here an account of the amicable correspondence between Solomon and Hiram. Tyre was a famous trading city, that lay close upon the sea, in the border of Israel, its inhabitants, as should seem, were none of the devoted nations, nor ever at enmity with Israel, and therefore David never offered to destroy them, but lived in friendship with them. It is here said of Hiram their king that he was ever a lover of David, and we have reason to think he was a worshipper of the true God, and had himself renounced, though he could not reform, the idolatry of his city. David's character will win the affections even of those that are without. Here is 1. Hiram's Embassy of Compliment to Solomon, verse 1. He sent, as is usual among princes, to condole with him on the death of David, and to renew his alliances with him upon his succession to the government. It is good keeping up friendship and communion with the families in which religion is uppermost. 2. Solomon's Embassy of Business to Hiram, sent, it is likely, by messengers of his own. In wealth, honor, and power, Hiram was very much inferior to Solomon, yet Solomon had occasion to be beholden to him and begged his favor. Let us never look with disdain on those below us, because we know not how soon we may need them. Solomon, in his letter to Hiram, acquaints him. 1. With his design to build a temple to the honor of God. Some think that temples among the heathen took their first rise in copy from the tabernacle which Moses erected in the wilderness, 
and that there were none before that, however there were many houses built in honor of the false gods before this was built in honor of the God of Israel, so little is external splendor a mark of the true church. Solomon tells Hiram, who was himself no stranger to the affair, one. That David's wars were an obstruction to him, that he could not build this temple, though he designed it, verse 3. They took up much of his time and thoughts and cares, were a constant expense to him, and a constant employment of his subjects, so that he could not do it so well as it must be done, and therefore, it not being essential to religion, he must leave it to be done by his successor. See what need we have to pray that God will give peace in our time, because in time or war, the building of the gospel temple commonly goes on slowly. 2. That peace gave him an opportunity to build it, and therefore he resolved to set about it immediately, God has given me rest both at home and abroad, and there is no adversary, verse 4, no Satan, so the word is, no instrument of Satan to oppose it, or to divert us from it. Satan does all he can to hinder temple work, 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 18, Zechariah 3 verse 1, but when he is bound, Revelation 20 verse 2, we should be busy. When there is no evil occurrent, then let us be vigorous and zealous in that which is good, and get it forward. When the churches have rest let them be edified, Acts 9 verse 31. Days of peace and prosperity present us with a fair gale, which we must account for if we improve not. As God's providence excited Solomon to think of building the temple, temple, by giving him wealth and leisure, so his promise encouraged him. God had told David that his son should build him a house, verse 5. He will take it as a pleasure to be thus employed, and will not lose the honor designed him by that promise. It may stir us up much to good undertakings to be assured of good success in them. Let God's promise quicken our endeavors. 2. With his desire that Hiram would assist him herein. Lebanon was the place whence timber must be had, a noble forest in the north of Canaan, particularly expressed in the grant of that land to Israel all Lebanon, Joshua 13 verse 5. So that Solomon was proprietor of all its productions. The cedars of Lebanon are spoken of as, in a special manner, the planting of the Lord, Psalm 109 verse 16, being designed for Israel's use and particularly for temple service. But Solomon owned that though the trees were his the Israelites had not skill to HEW timber like the Sidonians, who were Hiram's subjects. Canaan was a land of wheat and barley, Deuteronomy 8 verse 8 which employed Israel in the affairs of husbandry, so that they were not at all versed in manufactures, in them the Sidonians excelled. Israel in the things of God, are a wise and understanding people, and yet, in curious arts, inferior to their neighbors. True piety is a much more valuable gift of heaven than the highest degree of ingenuity. Better be an Israelite skillful in the law than a Sidonian skillful to HEW timber. But, the case being thus, Solomon courts Hiram to send him workmen and promises, verse 6, both to assist them, my servants shall be with thy servants, to work under them, and to pay them, unto thee will I give hire for thy servants, for the laborer, even in church work, though it be indeed its own wages, is worthy of his hire, the evangelical prophet, for telling the glory of the church in the days of the Messiah, seems to allude to this story, Isaiah 60, where he prophesies 1. That the sons of strangers, such were the Tyrians and Sidonians, shall build up the wall of the gospel temple, verse 10. Ministers were raised up among the Gentiles for the edifying of the body of Christ. 2. That the glory of Lebanon shall be brought to it to beautify it, verse 13. All external endowments and advantages shall be made serviceable to the interests of Christ's kingdom. 3. Hiram's reception of, and return to, this message. 1. He received it with great satisfaction to himself. He rejoiced greatly, verse 7, that Solomon trod in his father's steps, and carried on his designs, 
and was likely to be so great a blessing to his kingdom. In this Hiram's generous spirit rejoiced, and not merely in the prospect he had of making an advantage to himself by Solomon's employing him. What he had the pleasure of he gave God the praise of, Blessed be the Lord, who has given to David, who was himself a wise man, a wise son to rule over this great people, people. See here, 1. With what pleasure Hiram speaks of Solomon's wisdom and the extent of his dominion. Let us learn not to envy others either those secular advantages or those endowments of the mind wherein they excel us. What a great comfort it is to those that wish well to the Israel of God to see religion and wisdom kept up in families from one generation to another, especially in great families and those that have great influence on others. Were it is so, God must have the glory of it. If to godly parents be given a godly seed, Malachi 2 verse 15, it is a token for good and a happy indication that the entail of the blessing shall not be cut off. 2. He answered it with great satisfaction to Solomon, granting him what he desired, and showing himself very forward to assist him in this great and good work to which he was laying his hand. We have here his articles of agreement with Solomon concerning this affair, in which we may observe Hiram's prudence. 1. He deliberated upon the proposal, before he returned an answer, verse 8 I have considered the things. It is common for those that make bargains rashly afterwards to wish them unmade again. The virtuous woman considers a field, and then buys it, Proverbs 31 verse 16. Those do not lose time who take time to consider. 2. He descended to particulars in the articles, that there might be no misunderstanding afterwards, to occasion a quarrel. Solomon had spoken of hewing the trees, verse 6, and Hiram agrees to what he desired concerning that, verse 8, but nothing had been said concerning carriage, and this matter therefore must be settled. Land carriage would be very troublesome and chargeable, he therefore undertakes to bring all the timber down from Lebanon by sea, a coasting voyage. Conveyance by water is a great convenience to trade, for which God is to have praise, who taught man that discretion. Observe what a definite bargain Hiram made. Solomon must appoint the place where the timber shall be delivered, and thither Hiram will undertake to bring it and be responsible for its safety. As the Sidonians excelled the Israelites in timber work, so they did in sailing, for Tyre and Sidon were situate at the entry of the sea, Ezekiel 27 verse 3 They therefore were fittest to take care of the water carriage. Tractant Fabrilia Fabri Every artist has his trade assigned. And, 3. If Hiram undertake, undertake for the work, and do all Solomon's desire concerning the timber, verse 8, he justly expects that Solomon shall undertake for the wages, thou shalt accomplish my desire in giving food for my household, verse 9, not only for the workmen, but for my own family. If Tyre supply Israel with craftsmen, Israel will supply Tyre with corn, Ezekiel 27 verse 17. Thus, by the wise disposal of providence, one country has need of another, and is benefited by another, that there may be mutual correspondence and dependence, to the glory of God our common parent. 10 So Hiram gave Solomon cedar trees and fir trees according to all his desire. 11 And Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 measures of wheat for food to his household, and 20 measures of pure oil, thus gave Solomon to Hiram year by year. 12 And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him, and there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and they two made a league together. 13 And King Solomon raised a levy out of all Israel, and the levy was 30,000 men. 14 And he sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month by courses, a month they were in Lebanon, and two months at home, and Adoniram was over the levy.
15 and Solomon had threescore and ten thousand that bear burdens, and fourscore thousand hewers in the mountains, sixteen beside the chief of Solomon's officers which were over the work, three thousand and three hundred, which ruled over the people that wrought in the work. Seventeen and the king commanded, and they brought great stones, costly stones, and hewed stones, to lay the foundation of the house. Eighteen and Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders did HEW them, and the stone squarers, so they prepared timber and stones to build the house. Here is 1. The performance of the agreement between Solomon and Hiram. Each of the parties made good his engagement. 1. Hiram delivered Solomon the timber, according to his bargain, verse 10. 10. The trees were Solomon's, but perhaps Madariam Superabat Opus the workmanship was of more value than the article. Hiram is therefore said to deliver the trees. 2. Solomon conveyed to Hiram the corn which he had promised him, verse 11. Thus let justice be followed, as the expression is, Deuteronomy 16 verse 20, justice on both sides, in every bargain. 2. The confirmation of the friendship that was between them hereby. God gave Solomon wisdom, verse 12, which was more and better than anything Hiram did or could give him, but this made Hiram love him and enabled Solomon to improve his kindness so that they were both willing to ripen their mutual love into a mutual league, that it might be lasting. It is wisdom to strengthen our friendship with those whom we find to be honest and fair, lest new friends prove not so firm and so kind as old ones. 3. The laborers whom Solomon employed in preparing materials for the temple. 1. Some were Israelites who were employed in the more easy and honorable part of the work, felling trees and helping to square them, in conjunction with Hiram's servants, for this he appointed thirty thousand, but employed only ten thousand at a time, so that for one month's work they had two months' vacation, both for rest and for the dispatch of their own affairs at home, verses 13 and 14. It was temple service, yet Solomon takes care that they shall not be overworked. Great men ought to consider that their servants must rest as well as they. 2. Others were captives of other nations, who were to bear burdens, and to hew stone, verse 15, and we read not that these, these had their resting times as the other had, for they were doomed to servitude. 3. There were some employed as directors and overseers, verse 16, 3,300 that ruled over the people, and they were as necessary and useful in their place as the laborers in theirs, here were many hands and many eyes employed, for preparation was now to be made, not only for the temple, but for all the rest of Solomon's buildings, at Jerusalem, and here in the forest of Lebanon, and in other places of his dominion, of which see chapter 9 verses 17 to 19. He speaks of the vastness of his undertakings, Ecclesiastes 2 verse 4, I made me great works, which required this vast number of workmen. 4. The laying of the foundation of the temple, for that is the building his heart is chiefly upon, and therefore he begins with that, verses 17 and 18. It should seem, Solomon was himself present, and president, at the founding of the temple, and that the first stone, as has been usual in famous buildings, was laid with some solemnity. Solomon commanded and they brought costly stones for the foundation, he would do everything like himself, generously, and therefore would have some of the costliest stones laid, or buried rather, in the foundation though, being out of sight, worse might have served. Christ, who is laid for a foundation, is an elect and precious stone, Isaiah 28 verse 16, and the foundations of the church are said to be laid with sapphires, Isaiah 54 verse 11, compare Revelation 21 verse 19.
That sincerity which is our gospel perfection obliges us to lay our foundation firm and to bestow most pains on that part of our religion which lies out of the sight of men.